This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We heard the other day that even self-checkout kiosks are asking us to tip now. Yeah, I did see that. They asked for tips at self-serve kiosks. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you tipping? I know. I don't get it. Uh, but there are still solutions, uh, or situations, I should say, where tipping isn't necessary or can even be seen as bad etiquette. Now, see, that would be a problem because I tend to tip too much. I really do. But I don't want to show bad etiquette, so I might learn something here. Okay. Right? All right. Uh, here are five times you don't need to leave a tip. Don't tip service technicians like plumbers and electricians. They usually make a good wage and aren't expecting a tip anyway. I don't think I've ever done that anyway. Mm-mm. Yeah, that'd be so weird. It'd be weird. Yeah, it would be. Um, don't tip flight attendants. That would be weird, too. Okay, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, that's out there. It's considered bad form, and some airlines even have policies against it. Handing out drinks is one small part of their job. The rest of what they do is closer to being a first responder than a server, and you obviously wouldn't tip a firefighter or a paramedic. Let me think about that. If I lived, I might tip a paramedic. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what point in the yeah, exactly. jumping, you know, like you're doing the defibrillator, and then you reach for your wallet at some point. Like it's just, Yeah, that you know, would be... No. That'd be yeah. a bit much. Catherine would kill you. She would. It's true. Don't tip if you're traveling in certain countries. It's not expected in Australia, New Zealand, and parts of Europe. In East Asia, it can even be seen as an insult to tip someone. Don't tip at restaurants where gratuity is included. They automatically add 20%. You can tack on a little more if you want, but don't feel the pressure to do that. And finally, don't tip highly trained professionals like nurses, lawyers, and accountants. Yeah. I'm going to go tip Michael Bryant later on today. He'd Say, Mike, here's a tip. He'd take it. <laughs> he probably would. That's true. Um, He'll be in today. I'll ask him. Wouldn't it be such an ideal situation to be where they just, the price reflects at all, and you don't even have to play this weird little game? Yeah, that would be interesting. It, that would be, oh, lovely. It's true. Biggest tip ever, we talked about it last week, I think, that I've ever heard of. And now I can't remember the damn quarterback's name. He was a quarterback. Left a $10,000 tip. Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. That's exactly who it was. You're absolutely right. A $10,000 tip. That's pretty good, don't you think? I I, don't tell him not to tip because that server is loving life right now. (laughs) Well, that's, again, it's an entire year off the uh, midday show. So that's good. (laughs) Oh, that was rough. Um, does that you have to split that then, right? Like as a server, can you? I would think so. In yeah, good be service, nice. just take it. It depends on where you're at. Some, I believe, some restaurants have policies that all staff must split tips, and I believe there's some where it's like what you get is what you get. Yeah. yeah. Like I would feel like because well, you have to tip out like your buster and your you know bartender, but like I yeah, that'd be a hard one. I would either a not I'd be like keep that locked down. Don't need to tell everybody that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you'd end up splitting it. I don't know. I, I think it's because my mother was a diner waitress why I'm such a big tipper. Yeah. Because I literally totally used to have to go outside and tell somebody to get back in there and tip my mother. I and used to have to do that. As you should. Because he wouldn't tip anything. Like my mother's busting her ass. You think you're going to walk away on my mother? It no. ain't going to happen. And that's the thing where I go, gosh, I just wish that like it would encompass the whole price and so nobody can rip yeah, off anybody. Yeah, that's true. I, and I, yep. I just honestly, I feel like there's so many times I'm like, with that, I don't want to not tip. Otherwise, I'm walking around this, you know, ten dollar burger is now turned into a twenty dollar burger. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I understand that. 
No question about it. Just looking at some headlines here. Really, not a whole lot to even talk about. Uh, you know, it's pretty much negative news again. I know that really uh, shocked you that the news is pretty much negative, right? Yeah, it's very shocking. Well, now, wait a minute. Here's one just graduated. Check out these jobs. Mm. So this might be good. This might be helpful to someone listening right now. Yeah, maybe me, me and Rudy, depending on how the week goes. No, that's exactly right. You get a real job. Mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic. Various engineering fields look promising for entry-level opportunities per WalletHub's latest data. So that's good. Yeah. Engineering, that's that's a good uh, jump, don't uh, you think? Yeah, I I don't really know what an engineer is, you know what I mean? Like, I know, I think I know, but I don't really know, so good for them. You want to do the worst or best uh, entry-level jobs? Uh, let's do the let's do with, best. Yeah, best. Do the best, and then maybe we'll follow it up with a couple of worst. Okay. I like that. Deal. Uh, the best entry-level jobs, number 10, software engineer, web applications developer, electronics engineer, operations research analyst, certified nursing assistant, nursing homes. Your top five. Hardware engineer, landscape architect, safety technician. That's number one in the job hazards category. Environmental health and safety engineer. And number one would be an engineer. Number one in immediate opportunity category to be an engineer. I did not. I, I would not have guessed that. I thought it took a, quite an education to be an engineer. Yeah, I, I believe like a mechanical engineer, you need to have like not only a bachelor's degree, but then I think a couple other certifications on top of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, the worst entry-level jobs... Working at the queue. Thank you very much. Great to be here. I had to do it. You had to. Yeah, I had to do it. Uh, Worst level, entry level jobs, 99 building inspector. Why would that be a... All you got to do is inspect a building. Who cares? Do they say why? Like they don't have availability or what? They don't say why. Uh, Aircraft painter. Yeah, I wouldn't care for that. (laughs) Policy processing clerk, architectural drafter, floor assembler, uh, last in the immediate opportunity category. So a floor assembly, you just put the stuff together and then somebody else nails it down? Is that I it? have no idea. Never heard of it. What is a floor assembly? Assembler. 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 Yeah. Mechanical drafters, number 104, emergency dispatcher, automotive mechanic. Really? That's a bad, worst entry-level jobs. A mechanic, really? Maybe just for pay hours. Oh, they you don't. Know? Yeah, maybe. So it doesn't pay that well? Yeah, you're probably the gopher. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You probably are. A boiler maker. I didn't even know that was a real thing. Yeah. I just thought it was a drink. Yeah. A boiler maker. It says a boiler maker, yeah. yeah. Isn't the guys that put in, like, the giant furnaces for yeah, commercial suppose. buildings and yeah. stuff? Yeah, that would suck. I would not care for that. The worst job, worst entry-level job in America is a welder. Huh. Is there really? a welding going on anyway other than the shipyards? Well, there's a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of iron, you know, a lot of I-beams and stuff. I imagine, though, it's got to be so satisfying at the end of it when you're done with a good <sighs> weld and you sand it down and you look at it. It's just a seamless two pieces of metal now put together That's as true. one. Like, oh, it's got to be a lot of work, yeah. like hard work mm-hmm. as you're dealing with, like, heavy material and heat and then all the protective wear. I bet you that is a hard job. Yeah. I would think so, but, I mean, now we just told you the 10 best jobs to go apply for, so get off your ass and get a job, right? Go work. I I feel like, who am I saying that to? I mean, look at me. (laughs) We're sitting here BSing on a microphone. Yeah, go work. Get off your ass and go get a job. Yeah, like I got no legs to stand on. I suppose that probably is true. That probably is true. Jesus, what is with the old stories in the news this morning? I'm just going to do the headlines. Uh, one story, how wife allegedly got away with killing this man in 1961. Dang. It's only 62 years ago. 
How'd you get caught is the real question. No, that exactly. And then the other story, in case you missed it, family discovers orphan dad killed his parents in 1958. Whoa! We got 61. We got 50. What the hell? Why all of a sudden would they solve two cases like that in the same week? Dang, do you think it's like cold cases, like new DNA stuff? Yeah, maybe. Out? Okay. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe they finally figured out a way to go after him. But it's. Uh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> it's like you got away for it for like sixty years, and then all of a sudden, come on in, Edith. We're gonna Edith. talk to you. Come on in, Edith. That'd be wonderful. Time to pay the piper. I suppose it's true. Old stained glass window depicts Jesus in unusual light. His dark skin in a 150-year-old Rhode Island window may have been sending a message. Well, yes, so what? I still don't understand why people get so fascinated with that. Uh, If I'm a honky, I'd probably look at Jesus being a honky. And if I were black, I'd look at Jesus being black. So what? Yeah, but I thought at first that you were talking about people obsessed with, like, when they see Jesus on, like, a potato chip. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on, too. And the, the Virgin Mary on a potato chip. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's that. so many potato chips made in a year that, of course, one's going to look like Jesus. I can't believe Lay's just hasn't put out an entire bag of yes. chips with Jesus' yeah. face on Jesus it. Jesus cheeses. Yeah. Like, you have to. Like... Jesus cheeses. <laughs> you two are getting really carried away now. <laughs> Jesus cheeses. Jesus. Uh, How about Jesus Palomino? How about that one? Um, I found the. Top, uh, the most popular baby names last year. Do you want to hear them? Do you want to guess one? Let me guess. Liam is number one. Yeah. What a shock. It's number one every year. But I don't meet very many Liams. I don't either. I don't know one Liam, I don't think. Are the survival rates of Liams really low? <laughs> like, why are we meeting more adult Liams? Yeah, it's like the third year in a row It's for Liam, then, if that's true. That it, how did you know that? Because it's the third year in a row All Liam's right. number one. Give me, Give me the top. Girl named Mr. Know-It-All. A-hole if it's you. You were close. <laughs> Is it Starts a- with a vowel. Starts with a vowel. Oh, it does. Yeah. Elisa. Oh, it does. Orphan Annie. Olivia. Olivia. Oh, Olivia's a good name. You I like that, that one? name. I bet, yeah. That's a good name. And then Emma. Emma's another one that's been... That's yeah, always around. And then I went to, I, you know, I was uh, going to school at Concordia uh, this last fall, and I was there was like four Emmas in our in our grade in our yeah. class. How about Theophila? Was that in there? It wasn't in there. Damn it, Toots! Sorry. But it's funny. All the names are very old school, so it's funny when they talk at when Margot's at class, and they're like, "Margot and Sophia, we're painting today." And I'm like, "Later, did they go to bingo? Like yeah. we've given them all these old lady <laughs> names." I want to Phyllis and a Shirley. Like bring them I back. love that. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, absolutely. Phyllis. Phyllis, Phyllis is pretty cute. Yeah, that was my grandma's name. That'd be cute Phil as a nickname a name. to say, just Phil, for a little girl. Phil and Phyllis. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll get knocked up. Sure. Oh, for Christ. Boy, <laughs> look at the time. It's time to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Score Norris, Phil Mackey will join us right after this. You know, I've always said you can't count on two nice weekends in a row until mid-June in Minnesota. You know that's true. Well, once again, somebody's right. What better time to lose weight like I'm doing with MNFatLoss.com. The program's been great for me. I've lost 20 pounds. Today is the beginning of the second month. I'm through one month. I lost 20 pounds. I've been on the program for that month now. I'm not feeling hungry. I am feeling healthier, and I've got plenty of energy. I wouldn't follow a fat loss program that isn't safe. I've got to be around to do this podcast. You know, my name's on the show. Uh, I'm proving that you can, if you lose 20 to 30 pounds in just a couple of months, do yourself a favor and check out the program at mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, but I'm losing weight, and I feel great. You know, look, look at how great I sound just from feeling great. 
You I see know. what I'm saying? You've got energy. If you find out the secret to, the, I want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I am doing, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required to schedule your free consultation. All you have to do is go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, my pillow towel sheets and so much more call 800-516-5146 use promo code tom or go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code tom there's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name killabrew of course there's the minnesota baseball legend Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old met stadium in bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs there's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids. A cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Mackey joins us from Score North. I got to tell you, last night, 
the top of the ninth, or yesterday afternoon, it wasn't last night, it was yesterday afternoon, top of the ninth, I shot uh, Judd a text message asking, has anyone ever scored 14 points in the top of the ninth? <laughs> you know, it's funny, people, runs, are all, baby. people have been nervous about uh, the, the Twins pitching is amazing, but man, they can't hit their way out of a wet brown paper bag so far through the season. <laughs> and then the Cubs come to town. And the Twins score all of the runs. In fact, did you guys see the controversy over the weekend about Joey Gallo's moonshot home run? Yes. So he he hits like a he hits a home run that peaked at the top of the IDS Tower, basically, and it and it goes over the upper deck. It hits off the advertisements over yep. the upper deck, and it took almost a full day to get an accurate estimate on how ball uh, on how far the ball traveled. Mm-hmm. And so the the estimators like you know old school for 100 years you had the Tom Mees of the world right, right. the old yes. Twitch PR director. God, I haven't pull heard that the, name in a while. He'd pull out the binoculars and he would estimate based on his seating chart. Here's where the ball landed. So here's how far it traveled. 515 feet or whatever it was. And uh, because the ball hit an area in Target Field that no one has ever seen it hit, people thought, "Oh my god, this <laughs> Jim Tomey once hit the top of the flagpole. Yeah, I remember that, yep. I think Jim Tomey hit a ball over the batter's eye in center field one time. And uh, so we waited for a day to get the estimated distance on the Joey Gallo home run. And it came back only 422 feet. I saw that. And that can't be right because then they, didn't he hit another one that went like 419 or something? And yeah, but, but so like the, the stat tracker people, because now it's it's like you go to a golf simulator now and you see like 15 different, you get spin yeah. rate yep. and yep. launch angle, right? You get all these data points that didn't exist until 10 years ago. So apparently it was the tallest home run ever hit at Target Field. But because the ball was coming down oh, at the yeah. time that it hit, it's yeah. like if you hit a laser home run, it's sort of the angle. So people were disappointed thinking that that might have been the longest home run that's ever been hit in a Minnesota Twins uniform, but it was just the most majestic home run. Didn't they say so, it was not like 165 feet in the air or something? Yes. Yeah, it was so, something yeah. like that, like 100, 150 or something. Yeah, it was way in up the air. There. Yeah, he's a fun player, man. He, he, just, he hits bombs and draws walks and strikes out. That's pretty much it. Mm, you're right. That's pretty much what you're going to get. But yet it was, and I know it was the Cubs, and the Cubs are not very good. They're not the worst team in baseball, but... I just am glad to see the the bats come alive again. They had to make a couple of moves to get that done, though, I think. Yeah, well, Kirloff has been back for yes. a week now. Yep. And uh, he hit a couple home runs in the game over the weekend. And don't look now, too, Royce Lewis, who's been— I feel like Royce Lewis is who's the number one overall pick like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And he's been the Twins' best prospect for that entire duration. But he's had two torn ACLs yeah. and some other, like a broken hand or something— and so he's now back as of two days ago on a rehab assignment, Double A Wichita. He hit, he had a double and got on base three times a couple days ago. Right. So he might be back in the lineup. So don't look now. And the rest of the teams in this godforsaken division are terrible. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be too optimistic here because it's a long season. But the Twins, according to Fangraphs.com, have an eighty percent chance to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and a five percent chance to win the World Series. How do we feel about that? Well, it's about the same numbers they had in 1987. I think you had them more than 5% to win the World Series, though. You had them at 100%. I did, yes. I had picked them before the season even started. And I think, what, they win, like 86 games that year, something like that? Yeah, 85, 86 games. Yeah, 85, I think you're right. I think it was 85. Because, you know, you're supposed to win at least 90 games to win 
eventually the World Series, don't you think? Yeah, I think there was a Cardinals team from 10 or 15, like a Scott Rowland Cardinals team that I want to say they had 83 wins in the regular wow. season and still went on to either make or win the World Series. So and it, it, sometimes it's just get get hot at the right time and yeah. be in a bad division yep. and go from there. I'm telling you, it's it, after that 10-day stretch where they couldn't beat anybody, that was a little hard to handle. Why do you think that does happen? You go through a seven, eight, nine-day stretch where you can't beat anyone. Yeah. Well, baseball is weird because in, in, in baseball and hockey are very similar in that in any given game, the worst team can beat the best team, and the worst team might beat the best team in a series. Because mm-hmm. you'll see it. You'll see in hockey. You know, the, the number eight seed will be... Well, look at the Boston Bruins were the, the best regular season team in NHL history. Right. And they just get bounced in a seven-game series yeah. because weird things happen. And I think that 87 Twins team you're talking about, they had basically two viable starting pitchers mm-hmm. and a couple relievers and then a bunch of good young hitters who got hot. They couldn't win a road game. But you no, don't have to right. if you win all your home games. You're right. And so... You know, would, would that team have won the – if you ran the 1987 season 100 times and simulated it, would the 1987 Twins win it, you know, more than once or twice? Probably not. But Probably not. If, if you get hot, it doesn't matter. You don't have to give the trophy back. God, I'll, I'll never, ever forget how exciting that was to watch my – because I watched them lose to the Dodgers when I was a little boy. Uh, they lost to the Dodgers, what, 1965, I think it was. Something like that, 64, 65. I think it was 65. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually brought a TV into the classroom so we could watch the games. Wow. I will never forget that. Wow. Which, so which class did you wind up uh, skimping out on because of the 1965? Math? I didn't even know they had titles because I just – I was never a – I know this is hard for you to believe, Phil, but I was never really <laughs> a good student because I didn't give a rat's ass. You're like, is this social studies or math? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. What, what whatever. channel are the twins on? <laughs> Well, I told you, I tested out of school when I was 16 years old. They just, cause, I mean, the number one reason for that is because I went to Catholic school from uh, the first to the eighth grade. Oh, wow. And when I got out, I went over to North High School, and they were teaching what I had already learned in, like, sixth grade. So I just said, I, I can't do this. So I literally tested and left. I so, okay, so you, you were in Catholic school from first through eighth grade, you yes. said? Yes, yep. So my uh, my father and grandfather, both Irish Catholic from oh, Illinois, there you yeah, Joliet man. in Kankakee, Illinois. And my dad, so my, my dad, he passed away last year, but he was born in 1942. So he went to Catholic grade school in like the, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And he told some stories, man. I mean, you oh, get yeah. caught doing something. Oh, yeah. They would, they would, he, he had a, he had a, like, so they, all the instructors were priests. Oh, sure. Yeah. And he told a story one time. He was in like seventh or eighth grade or something. Might have been, might have been high school. Might have been ninth grade. But it was around that age. And uh, and and uh, my dad did a lot of bad things. But in this particular instance, he was not the one smoking in the bathroom. He went. <laughs> he went to the bathroom after someone had been smoking in the bathroom. Uh oh. And but he was the one that was in there when it smelled like smoke. Yes. And he had a Catholic priest come in. Punched him in the face. Whoa! Oh, oh my God! This Bloody is in Illinois. Illinois. This is in Kankakee, Illinois. Oh yeah. my God! But this is again. This is like you know, 65, 70 years ago. Yeah, oh yeah. And so, uh, so the next day he comes to school and him, him and his buddies, because there's nothing you can do. It's like if that happened today, it would be all over the news. It would be on all the news channels, everything, right? But that was just kind of what happened at mm-hmm. Catholic schools. 
And so, so his dad, who played football, so my, my grandpa, whose name was also Phil Mackey, fought in World War II, played football for Newt Rockney at Notre Dame, was really? a great athlete. Big oh, guy. that's yep. a great story. We can talk more about that sometime, too. But I'd love to. But uh, he comes in because he caught wind, and he asked my dad, he said, are you being honest with me? Tell me the truth. Were you smoking or not? And he said, I swear to God I wasn't. It was somebody else. And so the next day, oh, no. uh, Grandpa Phil, as I call him, they, they, some of the students saw him in the office with uh, that particular priest basically saying, um, why don't you try your hand with someone your own size? I and love see what that. <laughs> Did he punch the priest? I don't remember. I don't think he... I, don't, I think he maybe grabbed him by the collar. I don't think he actually punched the priest, but he gave him an earful. I wanted to punch our Monsignor. God, what a prick. Seriously, he was not a nice man. At all. He used to stand at 26th and Queen in North Minneapolis and shoot pigeons off the roof oh of the God. church. Oh, my God. It's like, what are you doing? He had a 22 rifle, and he would shoot, <laughs> shoot the pigeons off the roof. Not okay. Like, you're in the middle of a city, you dumb bastard. You know, that bullet hopefully, has to hopefully come Hopefully there's down. no one peeking out the window a floor <laughs> down from the roof. <laughs> exactly. What's going like, on out here? Okay. Jesus. No, those guys, some of those priests, there were a few nice ones, but most of them were a massive pain in the ass. Did you ever get uh, taken out back with a ruler or anything? Did you ever get? I did, but it didn't work out because I was like, whatever. Yeah. I think you're supposed to start crying, and I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, and it pissed him off to like no. fifty lashes. He kept hitting lashes. me with a, it was a ruler. Actually, he kept hitting me with a ruler, and I just would stood there and I wouldn't cry. I'm like, it hurt like a some bitch. I will tell you that. But I'm like, I'm not giving you the satisfaction. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah. When did uh, w- 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 was uh, was the dunce cap a thing too, or was that just like a, a, <laughs> we a cartoon? Have a dunce. Did you ever a dunce cap? <laughs> no, I think that was a little before even my time. I'm pretty, but they used to have dunce caps. That's true. If really you were stupid. They would put a dunce cap on your noggin in some school. Not at my school, but you heard about it at other places. I don't know. It's just Matt, Can you imagine if you abuse children like that today? <laughs> no, I know. Oh my God. Oh God, no. What's funny is you know, there's a lot of teachers that would love to do that based oh. on some of the... You guys ever see some of these videos that come across social media and, mm-hmm. or, or on the news? And it'll, it'll show you, you know, teacher takes away phone of student and then, and then student reacts by beating the crap out of the teacher. <laughs> well, that's not good, no, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, there's, yeah, there was a lot of that stuff going on back in. Yeah, it was a whole different day. Hey, look, if you got kids in school now, it's a lot different than it was when we went to school, I'll tell you that. Did you have to wear uniforms at Catholic school? No, the girls did, girls did, but the boys did not have to. And wow. I don't know why that was. I never did understand that. Yeah, the girls wore uniforms, but the boys did not. See, that always, because you know, my whole dad's side of the family grew up in Catholic school. So I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, five or six years old, and, and my, my parents got divorced, so my mom just kind of made the decision, no, he's not going to go to Catholic school. But my dad, he's like, I think we should send him to Catholic school. And I was always more scared about the uniforms. It terrified me yeah. that I couldn't wear, like, my Ninja Turtles T-shirt to <laughs> of course. elementary. I can't, you know, I can't wear my Minnesota Twins, uh, you know, shorts to, to school. No, you, can't, you have to wear a uniform, khakis and a blue shirt or something. Oh, is that what it was? I, 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 I just, I, I, there was a Catholic school somewhere. I can't remember if it was in Corcoran or Maple Grove, and I knew a couple kids, and it was like navy blue. They would have to wear like navy blue shirts and either khaki or navy yeah. blue pants. And yeah. that terrified me. Yeah. As a 12-year-old, I want to be able to express myself, you know? Got a lot of things to say. No, I understand. <laughs> with my clothing. 
<laughs> I understand that 100%, no question about it's, it. I look back at it, I was rather fond of it. Yeah, it's funny too, they'll say like, well, you know, uniforms are great because it takes the class system out of it. And it's like, yeah, there are sneaky ways of still showing that you oh, have yeah. money by wearing a certain bracelet <laughs> mm -hmm. or necklace or shoes or whatever. It's just funny. They're like, that just takes the class right out of it. It's like, not if... No. No. No, no you're right. That's, uh, that's hilarious <laughs> that you think that, but... No. How does it work? Do you, do you have to wash the same thing? Or do you get multiple, well, like if you have to wear a Navy uniform, do you get five of them? Do you have to, how does that work? Well, my friend who went to Creighton, they usually got to, you could buy, you get like two certain kinds, you get like a jumper and whatever. And, and Rudy can speak to this more. His daughter goes to a private school and they have uniforms, right? Yeah. She's got, uh, I think she has like four different polos that she has and then like three different sweaters. Uh, not allowed to wear pants, has to wear a skirt every day. Oh, yeah. Even in wow. negative 20. They, they're, wow. allowed, they're allowed to walk into the school with, like, if they wear a skirt, they can have, like, like sweatpants on oh. if it's cold out. But then immediately once they get to their locker, the sweatpants have to come off. And, like, can wow. they wear leggings, though, with it? No, no leggings. Just the skirt. With bare legs? Bare legs. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah. Well, what if, yeah, what if you get a little, if, if you get cold, you're not allowed to, you can't even, like, put a blanket on or anything? You just have to bear it out. No, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine they'd let the kids walk around with blankets, but. Uh, <laughs> might. Just, I mean, lashing out at yeah. society yeah. to have a blanket. Watching nine-year-olds just quilt, <laughs> making a quilt in the middle of science class. God. It's a little chilly in here today. I would love. Yeah. To just have a blanket with me all the time. But, like, if you say that as, like, high school students, like, it just sounds so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Remember some of the other things that we weren't allowed to do? And I and I, I went to Buffalo High School, public high school, but you, chewing gum was a no-no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got caught chewing yep. gum. Or you forget hats. You can't wear a hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. If you're chewing gum. All three of you currently... I would say somewhat successful humans, and you're wearing hats at work. All three of us. How wild. Right. And, yeah. and we're successful, wildly successful, wildly. I might add. Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot to mention. Wear hats. <laughs> wildly successful, yes. 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 There's so. no doubt about it. You know, actually, this is giving me some good feelings looking back on the day. You know what I mean? Looking back on your school days and all that stuff. It's funny, too. Yeah, I'll talk to the neighbor girls who are, uh, you know, we got two teenage girls next door, and I forget. They'll be like, yeah, I, I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't and they wouldn't. I was like, what? Oh, I forgot. You have to like ask to go to the bathroom. Like that's a thing oh. too. Like, I had a moment in fifth grade because you're right. You couldn't just, you know, as an adult, you just, you know, you get used to the freedom of, I don't know, being able to go to the bathroom when you want to go to the bathroom. Oh. I remember sitting in a, in a fifth grade class one time and Mr. Carlson was our teacher in, at Hanover Elementary School. Mr. Carlson, he had a mustache. He was very, very passionate and uh, the class was being punished for something. So it's like one person did something stupid. So now the whole class has to just sit there for an hour. Right. And I remember I asked for permission. I had to, it was an emergency. I had to pee so bad. And I asked him, he said, nope, no one's leaving this room for another 30 minutes or whatever it was. And I remember a little 10-year-old Phil Mackey oh. hunched over, walking down the, power walking down the hallway after this was over, just trickling down. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> feeling. Indeed. Yeah. Ugh. God, what great memories. Going back at Catholic school back in the day. My God. Maybe so we hard. should uh, get a dunce cap for, uh, it should be like a dunce cap of the day on we the Cameron, our morning show. I agree with it completely. Who gets the dunce cap today? We'd have to figure that out. 
Yeah. Let me think you can it. celebrate at the end of every show. Someone no, can wear the dunce cap. I feel like I already have a need to attack you guys to avoid the spotlight being on me. And I don't like that about my personality because I was going to use some examples of why somebody else should wear the dunce cap today. And then I didn't, I had to like check myself, go, no, Brittany. <laughs> It's not I think attack. you should. Whenever you feel the urge to lash out, you should be. You should have the freedom to lash out. Lean into it. Okay. <laughs> no, I know you got to hit the road, but I got to read. Did you see Sue Han's uh, uh, headline this morning? Uh, I don't. I don't think I did yet. No. Uh, is it twins related? It is indeed. Sue Han, flawed twins keep winning. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I suppose they are flawed, aren't they? I haven't yeah, read the article, so I don't want to cast no, judgment, either. but. But they do have they do have some flaws, and they do keep winning. So I think the the premise yep. holds up. And he says two ways to make things even better. So I'm going to read his article as soon as I, I am off the show today. Suhan has two ways to make things even better. Suhan's a pretty sharp guy, isn't he? Suhan is uh, is I would say Patrick Royce and Jim Suhan. If you're looking for for baseball opinions in the Star Tribune and Lavelle Neal too. I mean the Star yeah, Tribune actually yep. has a great a great team of of ball writers. Phil Miller. Uh, you can't go wrong with the Star Tribune uh, baseball sections, for sure. I like it. All right, Pally. Well, we'll talk to you again on Friday with Ken Herbeck. All right, you dunces. We'll see you in a few you days. You dunces. We're all dunces, no doubt about it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, pal. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Mackey. Score Norse Phil Mackey, uh, of course, along with Judd Zolgat. Did you ever hear, you know when they did that uh, Viking draft party over at the St. Paul Tavern? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Park Tavern. The Park Tavern, yeah, exactly. Did you hear how many downloads they got? No. Two and a half million. What? That's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very impressive. Now, I want to ask you a question about that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get, uh, like, a radio station right now. It's doing pretty well if they get, what, like 100,000 listeners a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's probably somewhere in there. Not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Some, that's not bad. A yeah. big one's going to be a mm-hmm. couple hundred thousand. Sure. Right? Yeah. So wouldn't that mean... That if you got a million downloads in a month, you have higher ratings than they do. More people, hmm. right? Yeah. Because I'm, even if you go the same people for all million, that would be, you know, you know, it'd still be a couple of hundred thousand people. Yeah, you know, I would say like even if you have, even if you have half the numbers for a podcast as you do for like a terrestrial radio station, right. I believe your ratings would still be better because the people that find you yes. on a podcast are searching you out. They want to be a part they're, of it. They're on purpose. Where exactly. sometimes you're just like, I don't know, I got six presets on the radio and I just want to fill them up. So I just bop around. I have my one or two stations that I go to all the time. But a podcast, you really have to search people out to find it. So Yeah, you do. And you know, I think we've said before, there's two ways to make $1,000. You get one person to give you $1,000 or you get 1,000 people people to give you one dollar yep. i would much rather have some one guy give me a thousand dollars because that person is going to be much more invested that's true mm-hmm. and, and you're absolutely right that the numbers are whole a whole different deal because it's all intentional yeah you can't possibly just stumble upon a show no so i mean that's that's pretty damn impressive i will tell you that but i, I love working with those guys anyway they had a really good idea on score north they put it together and they're just kicking ass with it which is great mm-hmm. joe sushere of course doing very very well and uh we'll just keep moving forward right yeah i like that what do you think brit brit i'm in i guess i will quit trying to sabotage our listenership no you'll never <laughs> stop doing that you've done that your whole life yeah 
and uh, put up with it. I'm either the glue or I'm the anchor. I can't decide. You mean the anchor that sinks the boat? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it pulls too hard. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Glad to hear it. Somebody told me, and I can't find the story, but somebody told me they're going to allow young people to paint the inside of our skyways downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, I think it was an art school. Why would you want them to do that? I think that they have, like, a program. There's, like, that big... Um, Skyway that's pretty just nondescript. It's like a continuous of blah. And I think this art school downtown St. Paul is making a program where their students paint it. I don't want it painted. I like looking out through the walls at a, in the Skyway. No, not the windows. Oh, I yeah. thought it was the like windows. Walls. That you're talking about. No, no, no. I was I, like, I, why are you so much? Walls. They're yeah. glass. Yeah. That there's there's one area that's like a big hallway. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been in Skyway in years. I was like, why are you so attached to blah? Um, and it's just kind of like a like a beige blah continuation. And so See, they they made it sound like they were painting the windows. No, too, no, no, no. I'm pretty okay. sure well, here good. I found, yeah. Uh, good. Oh, you found the story good. Yeah, and you can kind of see just from the picture that they have in the Star Tribune. Oh, they do? It's, it's like a painting that is then like installed. There's not going to be people in the hallway that are just like hanging out with a bunch of like acrylic paints and an easel and just, right, you know, yeah. Right. So it looks like it's, it's pre-painted and then they install it. But yeah, you're right. Sometimes you drive or you walk through some of these skyways and you're like beige, beige halls for as far as the eye could see. Yeah. Like, can't we spruce this up just a little bit? So I'll, it just says, uh, over the years, many of downtown St. Paul residents, workers and visitors have come to know the victory ramps, long white walled stretch of skyway as a windowless corridor leading to lunch breaks are wild. Oh, things. so it's windowless. Okay, mm-hmm. that does improve it quite a bit. Then. Yeah, yeah. So it uh, looks like for high school students at the neighboring St. Paul Conservatory for Performing Arts, the hallways was a canvas in desperate need of some color. And, and Rudy's right, they're installing it, which I get that's cool. It would be actually fun to watch some of them paint it, but I have a lot more time on my hands than most people running to lunch. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I was trying to think of the last time I was in a Skyway. I bet you it's been, Jesus, I bet you it's been 30 years since I've been in a Skyway. I bet you it's been... We used to constantly go in them when I lived in Bryn Mawr and go to shows. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, now it's probably been, like, three years at least. Three years Four since years. you've been in one. Yeah. That's been a long time since I've – and I haven't avoided them. I just yeah. – there was no reason for me to use them. It is funny when traveling comedians come to town and they all bring up the fact that we have, like, a Skyway system. Right. It's like, you guys are like little habit – took a little habit trail, like a little gerbil. It's tw- and the rest of us that are in the crowd are like, dude – we haven't been in a Skyway now for I like know. T- we go like once every five years. Like it's not I that know. big of a deal to us. It's one of those things. It's either your whole world, yeah. or you're never in it, and like there's no in yeah, between. That's true. There's no in between. You're not like casually using the Skyway. Like let's just go up there because you're like nah, nah. Let's just park and get to where we need to get. It, it, like in people that live that Skyway, because my sister worked downtown, she was like, okay, so I take this Skyway and I, this is where I go to lunch and this is whatever. Yeah. Are you just never in it? There's is Brothers no, Deli still in the Skyway? I have no idea. I used to love the Brothers Deli in there. That was good. You get some good deli food. We can't talk about food in the show anymore. You got 15 minutes. Can you <laughs> can you hold out for 15 minutes? I'll never make You're it. You starve to death. I'll never make it. I was looking around. Do I have anything to give you? Uh, I got a piece of gum. You got some pot pills I could take. I got some pot pills right there. You could take those if you want. Thanks. If you're good to go. Uh, we need to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. 
Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant for Brad Sean Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover, but part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw Bryant. Hey folks, Judd Zolgad here. And you know, the unofficial start of summer is just two weeks away. You could lose up to 10 pounds by Memorial Day with Livia's doctor-recommended program. Look and feel your best with the weight loss program voted number one in Minnesota. Receive personalized and guided support from Livia's team of experts. Join today and receive three months free. What are you waiting for? Get summer ready with Livia. Call today, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. You know, I lost 40 pounds more than a year ago now with the help of my friends from Livia. And here's the most important thing. Their nutritionists and dietitians also help you keep the weight off. We've all lost weight before. The question is, can you keep the weight off? And with Livia, their program, the answer is most definitely start your success today and get summer ready. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Join now and receive three months free. That's right. Call now, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com and receive three months free. Come to Livia to experience life-changing weight loss. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. It is 9.49, 11 minutes till 10 o'clock. You know, there are four categories that I've never checked on, and I want to check. I don't know, birthdays on May 15th. You don't give a rat's ass about that, do you? I, I, like, who cares? I, I'm so glad you say that because so many times they're like, well, all right, let's look at the birthdays. For the, and I don't I, know. It's like, who cares? I, I will not be buying these people presents. Mm-hmm. I'm not celebrating right. them. So how no. about five random facts for Monday? Sure. I love the random facts. Oh, you do like facts. that? Yes, yes, You do yes, like that? Yes. Okay, I'll click on it because I've never done it. Okay. Uh, here's some random facts for you. American couples between the ages of 25 and 34 know each other for an average of six and a half years before marrying compared with an average of five years for all other age groups. I wonder why. Wow. Huh. That's, you think that's true? Well, maybe just because during that time you got so many other things going on. You're just finishing up school. You're yeah. just starting a new job. You're probably moving to a new place. And there's not as much pressure. Like, yeah. I mean, me and my husband knew each other for a year before we got engaged. 
And so, like, it felt like we were a little bit older, kind of know what you want, and it didn't feel like... But in my 20s, I felt no pressure to get married. It mm-hmm. felt like I was a baby. I had to wait till Catherine turned 22 to get married to her. Really? No, she was actually, I think, 23. She just wanted to wait? You guys got married. She was young. Yeah, she was very young. I'd only known her about a year by the time we got married. 23 seems so young to me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know people get, that's a normal age to get married, and people do that. But, man, I was deployed with a bunch of guys that would, yeah. got married that young, and they are definitely on their second and third marriage. Mm-hmm. Are they really? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Catherine and I have been together now for a long time. That's crazy. A long time. How many years? That. 42. <laughs> That's pretty, that is, because I met her when she was 21 years old. 42 years together. Going on, coming right up on 43, actually. I've We've done, been together forever. I haven't done nothing for 43 years. I have not been alive for 43. That is amazing. <laughs> no, you have not. You're absolutely right. My grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary party, somebody said, so, what makes it last? Like, how, how do you make 50 years last? And my grandfather, without missing a beat, said, uh, separate bedrooms and two TVs. Well, that's, see. that's how you make 50 years last, is you have separate bedrooms and two TVs. Yeah. So I'd have to go 11 more years to get to 50 years? No, that's bad math. You have to get to seven more years. No, 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 we've been together. We haven't been married that long. We've been together. Oh, okay. I was like, you're usually pretty good at this. I was like, I'm so confused. Nice math, Tom. <laughs> no, we got married in 84. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's kind of, it'll, be, it'll be a while. Okay, the most dangerous job in America is what? Most you should know this, actually. Most dangerous job dangerous in America. Dangerous job in America. It's a given, but you won't think of it. Okay, give me a uh, clue. Like, what industry? It's not an industry. That's got to be, like, something you didn't think of, like a, like a, a beer vendor at the sporting, you know, down at the, the old Target field, the guy walking around handing out beers or something, right? Getting robbed constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Window washer? The most dangerous job in America is president of the United States. Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 that does make sense. It's like government. Did you know this? 9% of them have been, been killed? I didn't that, know it was high, that high. That, that probably makes I mean, I suppose we all, what number are we on right now? Number 46? 46, yeah. Four, number 46. So yep. of that, yeah, you start doing the uh, the math on that, the percentages. You're yes. looking at, you know. It's almost uh, five. Almost, yeah, so... Well, how many have been killed? They said nine? Nine percent. So, yeah, so you're looking at like a 20% kill rate there. Like, that's bad. <laughs> yes, you no, are. 9%. Yeah. No, nine, no, oh, 9%. No, 9% of them. Have, oh, I got you. Them, yeah. Oh, got you. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, about five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. They've been killed while they had the job. Four out of 46. The uh, next highest death rate on the job is loggers at 0.13%. Jesus. Oh. That's not even close. Uh, by the by, the way, another four presidents have died of natural causes while in office. So you get you, if you count those, the death rate on the job is closer to eighteen percent. Wow! Whoa, that yeah. is big. Oh, there was something I'm supposed to say. We both agreed. Okay. Um, I'd gotten a message uh, from our guest that was just on about tonight. Okay. Okay. Um, this is Scott. Scott, he was. It's uh, we've. Came in, he has a podcast, uh, Officer Down Memorial Podcast, and he said he said that the mor- memorial's tonight, open to the public, public encouraged to attend to support our cops. Minnesota Law Enforcement Memorial Program starts at 7 p.m. at the Law Enforcement Memorial located at Wabasha Street North and 12th Street East. Okay. I completely almost forgot. Good job, sister. Right. Give us another rando. 
When The Simpsons debuted in 1989, Bart was nine and Homer was 36. If the characters actually age, Bart would be older today than Homer was then, and Homer would be a boomer. <laughs> sure. Well, he would be a boomer, mm-hmm. wouldn't he, in any case? Well, maybe Maggie would get be a non-baby. Maybe we should acknowledge that at some point. Maggie, Maggie she's always been a baby. I know. Sucking on that basket. That's a fire. I love that show. To this day, I still love that show. I love when she clicks it out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, she can pop. Yep. That's so weird that that started on the Tracy Allman show and they never gave her credit for it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first Simpsons were, Simpsons were on the uh, Tracy Allman show and then they moved it and they gave her zero credit for helping develop the characters. Whatever. Uh, the first NBA game ever was in Canada. I did not know that. In 1946, the New York Knickerbockers played an old team called the Toronto Huskies. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was Toronto. Yeah, okay. Makes yep. sense. Yeah, it was in Toronto in Canada. And Helen Keller wasn't born blind or deaf. She lost her sight and a hearing to a disease that was uh, when she was one and a half. Jesus. Oh. Her disease was called, and I quote, brain fever. Hmm. I, yeah, I, guess, I suppose back then they didn't really have a lot of scientific yeah, words for everything. Yeah, yet. that's they didn't really true. She's yes. like, well, brain fever. She's hot and her brain's messed up. So brain fever it is. Works for me. Mm-hmm. You get that brain... What's that sad face? Oh, no, I was just thinking about, like, she so she lost it at one and a half, and we talk about all these amazing things she can do, mm-hmm. and I was trying to think in my brain, like, okay, is any of that could be incorporated for the small amount of time she had both vision, and, and I'm like, no. I was deep in thought. Sure. It's true. Yeah, it is wild when you get to see people that have overcome stuff like that, like, you know, Ray Charles. Yeah. 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 Yep. And especially, like, when he would scream at other people that were both that had both you know could see and they were still screwing up and then he'd be yelling at him yeah. like i'm blind and playing the piano you have your <laughs> eyes and you yeah. can't even yep. play the bass line what is your problem screaming at him like that yep. i feel like that's relatable mm-hmm. like i don't know how many times tom's like listen if i can get up and be in a good mood you better you guys better yeah, step get it off up. your ass <laughs> huh. I've, I've been watching this show beef on netflix i heard that show's you, good you've liked it yeah it's, okay. it's great but yeah, I've said this before. I do so much pro bono work for people that are wildly successful and have tons of dough and have absolutely no problem. They could totally pay me. But I, I keep telling everybody my biggest piece of advice is just volunteer for people that are above you and hopefully they'll pull you up to where they're at. And there's a scene in Beef where a guy is doing all this free work for a church and the the pastor walks out. He's like, hey, thanks for fixing that sign. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I just, I saw it. It was a little crooked. I figured I'd get a ladder out of the truck and I'd fix it. And he's like, we really appreciate it around the church. Is it, uh, is it still a little crooked? <laughs> <laughs> I've well. never related to a, to a TV show more because I can't tell you how many times I have done free work and people come back to me and go, oh, yeah. Is, is that comma just oh, a little yeah. off? Like, does it look like it's not quite on? It, it, it's not exactly the word that was said during the captioning. Can you go ahead and redo that? Like, oh, that makes my blood boil. And that's the thing, too, man, when you work freelance. Like, I used to edit podcasts, especially during the pandemic. I used to just edit a bunch of podcasts. And there, you can't give anything away for free. Sure. You just can't. And I know that, like, you're in your situation, of course you can. And you're building to something or whatever. But the minute you do something like that for, like, oh, yeah, I just did a quick this and that. Or I, you know, made, you know, edit this up nicely or whatever. It's like, oh, I expect that from now on. And I expect that to be free. And then, like, you're right. The people coming back are, they'll say, I don't really have a preference. And then you come back, lots of notes. Yeah. Lots of Mm -hmm. notes. 
Yeah, you got to be very careful with giving people money. Giving people anything. Giving or anything, anything for free. exactly. Because yeah. they always want more. Well, next time you got to bring more. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't have to do this time. I know. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Give a mouse a cookie. Well, you do well, so why shouldn't I get some? Because I did well, you should get some of it. What? Yeah. People that always makes just, no yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, Where do they come funny. up with that idea? I don't know. Now people are get ex- expecting coworkers to buy their coworkers boats. It is exhausting. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Daily pressure. Daily pressure. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it's nonstop. That's all I'm saying. Well, I got throttle, throttle fever, and the only thing that's going to take care of it is throttle therapy. <laughs> but you got to do it like Christopher Walken. I couldn't. I yeah. got the throttle fever. Fever got the fever. <laughs> I love him. Oh, great, isn't he? Yeah. He's on, but I still that those stories that are told about him. Wow, that's his reaction. And everything. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so wow. Wow. That's when he's really excited. He yeah, goes, wow. Stick you in the eye with a soldering iron. All right. That's going to do it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Anything, any closing comments? No. I'm excited to go eat. Okay. She's going to go eat. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.